Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. All right, guys, so today we're in a little different setting. We've got uh, all of us here, and we thought we'd just kind of go through some stuff. It's preseason. Everybody's going to get amped up for elk season, so we wrote down 10. Yeah, we've got 10 mistakes that elk hunters made, and that's because we've made all these mistakes. Numerous times. Yeah, yeah. and uh, just trying to give you a little few nuggets along the way of what we've learned, and basically how we learn is by making mistakes. So. Yeah. Hopefully if this some helps in any way somebody if they, you know, to not make these mistakes, but I'm sure we'll do them again this year probably. I'm yeah, so brought in the heavy hitter, Dirk the Bugler Durham. Oh, hey there. Got dad this morning too, so Pop we're up here going? Looking, for, looking for elk and we've been kind of scouting. We're gonna do a couple videos here, a little uh, uh, video segment, if you will. So anyway, Starting, this, these are in no order, just um, just random mistakes that bow hunters make. Okay, guys, we're diving into this 10 mistakes. There's way more mistakes than 10, but we're starting with the ones that we've just jotted down that we thought were pretty important. Um, right off the bat, number one, this little thing, a wind checker. They make a ton of different ones of, of these, and it's, uh, if the, it, an elk can hear you, an elk can sometimes even see you and you can still get away with it sometimes but if an elk smells you you are done i mean it's it's game over so anyway this is our best friend we don't use scents we don't use uh special clothing we don't use you know capes sometimes i've used a cape that's a lie <laughs> but no we don't use special stuff we just have one of these at all times when you're hunting so many days in a row you get to stinking you get i mean you're, you just smell awful at times and if you don't have a wind checker and you know exactly where the wind's going all the time then you could be in trouble so anyway the simplest uh probably the cheapest item that's in our of all the stuff that we have and I would you know I would say it's one of the most important items so always check the wind hey guys so one huge mistake I think a lot of people make is getting stuck in a rut we're not talking about the elk rut we're talking about going to that same spot over and over and over again um, with the with the idea in mind that well there were elk here last year. We did really good. I even killed one here last year. So this year it's got to be good. I think people fall into a little trap of going to that same familiar spot and thinking that they're going to have success again. And a lot of times um, you may not find your elk there. If they're not bugling, if you're not seeing the sign, um, that's when I pop smoke and go to a new location um, because I don't want to just waste my whole season in one spot thinking I'm going to find success. And you want to have this this system lined up before season ever starts you want to have a plan a b c d all of the way down to z that way if you on opening day you get there you get punched in the face well guess what we have a plan b and we have a plan c so we have all these other places that you've kind of scouted on maybe e-scout or maybe you've had actually had the opportunity to put some boots on the ground to go to some of these other places that you have in mind that way you're not guessing on what, where should we go next, which is pretty deflating. And can, sometimes if you're, you're having some struggles and, and you don't have a good game plan, um, it's really, it, it's even more discouraging. And you may even wanna go home and, and you don't wanna do that. So have everything lined up, don't get stuck in a rut, 
And if you're not finding elk or bugles in your, in your first spot, that's okay. It's not a big deal because I kind of expect that usually. Um, I have kind of a preconceived notion where I think I'm going to go and do good, but if that doesn't work out, that's okay. I'm going to enjoy going to another spot, hunting some different country. And maybe let's say there's that, that one big ridge or that one drainage that you've always kind of had your eye on but just never, never had the opportunity to go there. Man, make a point to go to that spot because every time I've ever done that, when I go there, it's like, oh man, I wish I'd have came here a couple years ago. This is a great spot. So don't get stuck in a rut and uh, don't be afraid to move your spots. And I think you'll find a lot better success. Hey folks, I'm Trent and Trevor's dad. One of the major mistakes I've made over the years is shooting so much with my target tips and then not screwing my broadheads on early enough. I got my wife into bow hunting a couple years ago and got her shooting early and uh, the difference is quite, quite a bit. Um, I think she was shooting three inches high and a little bit to the right with the broadheads and she may be right on with the target tips or vice versa. So be sure and get out there, shoot as much as you can with your broadheads at um, all ranges, you know. You might have to sacrifice one or two once in a while, but um, it will improve your shooting a lot. So one of the mistakes we've made over the years is we're just afraid to call. And I think that's come with experience, we build confidence. And that's the whole key is building confidence in your calling. Uh, a lot of guys, the first time they pick up their calls for the year is on opening morning and uh, they back, crack a bugle and their buddy makes fun of them. So I think the biggest thing you need to do is practice and drill in, practice, get better and better and you build that confidence. You're not afraid when you're in the woods and you got a bull that bugled at you to pick up your bugle and actually make a, a bugle back. So don't be afraid to call and uh, you know, I've heard some horrible bugles in the woods from elk, live elk, and they all sound different. And uh, you know, you have those close calls, they don't quite pan out. Don't get down on yourself. Don't be afraid to call, pick up that bugle and uh, be confident with it. So another common mistake that we've done a lot, we started out actually doing this quite often and, and since we've learned from it, um, anyway, it's helped us a ton, is not leaving elk too soon. There's been a lot of times where in the mornings, elk have a place they want to go and usually it's that lead cow that's going to depend on where the herd goes that day the bull's just going to be following along yeah he'll push the cows around you know smelling them and trying to see if they're ready to breed but the the lead cow has got an idea this is where she wants to go so a lot of times they'll hear a bull going off or 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 going away from you and bugling still he'll still be bugling and everything and a lot of people just um just give up just be like yeah he was he was going away something's wrong something you know spooked him or something if he's still bugling it's just that they're that's just they're going somewhere and usually they're going to bed they usually feed most of the night and then somewhere around that 10 o'clock hour they go to bed so Giving up too early on an elk, I think, is uh, is a common practice of, of, used to be ours as well. It's just like, man, he's just going away from us. We're not saying the right things. Well, it's not necessarily that. He just doesn't want to leave his herd to just come and check you out. He's got everything he needs right there. So follow that. If you can keep him in ear sight, and even with a bugle every once in a while, bugle, and just get him to sound off and say, okay, he's headed this direction. That's where they're going. And follow those elk if you can keep up with them 
them. And usually if you don't spook them, usually they'll feed as they're going to where they want to bed. So you can usually keep them in earshot. And um, that's just been a huge thing for us because a lot of the elk that we kill are from that 10 o'clock till two o'clock, that midday madness we call it, because those elk will bed down and finally they'll find their spot where they want to be, where they want to lay down and, uh, and take a break and that bull will be more apt to come out of the herd then because he knows the ladies are just sitting there laying there and he knows that he can actually then leave them for a little bit maybe to come 100 yards to check you out so don't give up too soon stay with them if they're still bugling there's still a chance you know we always say it only takes one and just stay after them if you're hearing a bugle don't quit them oh hey there didn't see me did you Setups are a place where a lot of people run into trouble and that, that's where they find their failure is because they set up in the wrong spot. Maybe even crouching down on your knees waiting, waiting for that bull to come in. The problem with setting up on your knees is you're very limited to the amount of, of ground that you can cover for a shot. If that bull comes in at an extreme angle to your right or to your left, you may not be able to swing over and get that shot and you're very limited. Another problem with uh, setting up on your knees is your darn feet will fall asleep. And I've, I've, done, I've made this mistake in the past where I set up on my knees and you think, oh, the bull's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Guess what? He hangs up they out like they always do so then you're sitting there for 20 minutes on your knees you can't even feel your feet now if you have to jump up quickly and reposition yourself for a different shot now your feet are asleep you got a dead leg and you know how that is to try to walk with a dead leg so set up in front of a nice backdrop trees brush don't kneel down unless you're really exposed and that's the only thing you got and you know the bull's going to be there in a really short time um, don't set yourself up for failure. Another thing I was guilty for hunting was just that ultimate gotta be there right at daylight and uh, checking out every clear cut known to man. But when it got 10, 11 o'clock and the sun came out hard, you already had a mindset that, oh, they're probably bedded. I'll come back later on this evening when um, it cools down and they start moving again. And I've had some of my best success around one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, sometimes, yeah, you could take a little break if you think they're laid down for maybe an hour or so, but keep moving, uh, bugle. And a lot of times that bull will give you an answer if you're listening. Um, they may be laying there, you can't hear them very well, but they're don't give up. You can hunt all day if you want. One mistake we've made time and time again is we get a bull to bugle and we just react and just dive in. And uh, so one thing is always to look before you leap. Uh, whether it's you know pulling up Onyx, looking at the map to see what the terrain features are like where that elk is at and kind of make more of a methodical plan to it. And it's kind of one of those things you have to balance the instinct versus a methodical side of it. But don't get caught up in the moment of a bull bugles and you just react to it. And when you could pull out the map and realize that the trail wraps around over there or there's another access point where the wind's gonna be a better approach. So pay attention to all those kind of details, you, you know, and, and don't get, don't overanalyze, at the same point, you can't overanalyze what's going on and don't make a move and freeze. So 
there's, there's a fine line balance, but look before you leap, check out the map, look at some of the features of the terrain and how you can approach that elk. Make sure the wind is going to be appropriate when you get down there. So this is a prime example where you can make a, a tough mistake on, if we had a bull bugling up over here, you know, it all looks good. There's an elk trail right here. We could take off going onto it. But you can see across the other side, the sun's blowing over there. The wind's going to be going up that side where that bull's at. And by the time you get over there, you're going to have the wind at your back. So you pull out the map and realize that you can drive around or hike around and get better access point to come in above that elk. Um, you just kind of sometimes pause, realize what's going on, make adjustments to the situation before you just take the leap and go for it. So pro tip number 5,482. <laughs> Never leave water to find water. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we're doing a backpack hunt and so we're camping on, our camp is on our back all the time. We are hunting all day and we'll just, at the end of the day, we'll just find the flattest spot at dark and just sleep right there. Well, if you don't have water, it makes it a real pain for cooking mountain house or what, whatever it may be, uh, just to rehydrate for the day. So, and there's a lot of times that you, maybe you're chasing a bull or something and you cross a stream and you just, okay, we're just keeping on going. Sometimes what we do is these Sawyer squeeze filters and they have a clean bag and a dirty bag. And so what you could do is just take that dirty bag of water, we call it a dirty bag because it's before it gets filtered. Fill that thing up all every time you go by a creek or a stream or whatever, uh, pond or whatever, uh, mud puddle, we filled out of a whole bunch of different stuff. And uh, just throw it in your pack as you're going, throw it in your pack and that way, no matter what, at the end of the day or even in the middle of the day, whatever happens, you always have water because it is a pain to get to your wherever you're going to reside at night, you know, and dark comes and you're out of water. So you've got to drop maybe a thousand foot elevation to try to go find water and then hike back up. And it's just, it defeats the whole purpose of backpack hunting, really. So don't ever, ever cross water without in your mind thinking, okay, this is where I need to get water now. And so I have it for later. Here's a mistake I think a lot of us uh, fall prey to, I know I have in the past quite a bit, is uh, trying to locate bugle from the same old spot. Let's say there's this old landing or, or maybe a spot in the trail where the, there's a bend and there's a, a really great spot to bugle and you can see other hunters' footprints and it's like almost like every single person that passes that spot throws out their locator bugle. You don't wanna do that. Um, what you want to do is kind of mix it up. If you if you do think there's elk there, but but uh, a lot of times elk will get habituated to hearing people bugle from the same place over and over again. A lot of times, just because an elk doesn't answer, doesn't mean that one didn't come up and maybe wind you and catch your wind or investigate the area after you've left and maybe smelled your scent, and they they get wise to that. So what I recommend is maybe not calling from that exact point. That everyone else does. Um, get this question a lot. What do I do to separate myself when I'm when I'm hunting an area that has a lot of other hunters? You know, those other hunters are, are doing the same thing over and over again. They're they're calling from the same vantage points. Um, what you might want to do is just dive in, dive in, drop down. You know, a few hundred feet, four or five hundred feet. Maybe go over to the next ridge. Get away from that trail, that well-beaten trail, or that well-beaten. Uh, vantage point where people are calling from and then start doing your location bugles. I've had this happen a lot to where um, they will not answer you at all from that one spot but if you go over um, the next ridge over drop in four or five hundred feet and call bam bulls answer right away because they think you're an elk at this point.
they're so used to hearing people bugle from that same old spot that uh, they're not going to answer but if you mix it up kind of trick them a little bit separate yourself from what everybody else is doing uh, i think you'll have a lot better success locating bulls okay guys so we went over a bunch of different things and um, to kind of bring this kind of full circle i think is we would have never learned any of that stuff if we hadn't got out there and done yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah. I think the biggest thing people have this fear of failure, and so they don't even try. They have this built-up wall of what they think they're going to do, and they're going to fail if they go and try it. And I think that's the biggest thing that you know, the mistake that they make is they don't even try. And uh, I think it's about mind over matter. You know, the the human body, um, no matter how what condition you are in, you're you're usually capable of way more than your mind is. So you have to build a strong mind and the desire to succeed and sometimes get out of that comfort zone and think, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that. You can. Push forward, push hard, be smart, don't get in over your head, but I think you can push forward a lot further than you normally think you can. Dad, you got anything? Don't use age as an excuse. <laughs> I'm uh, pushing 65, so... Uh... I have a few of my friends that gave up at 60, but I'm having the time of my life. Yeah, and I think like like Trent kind of touched on, all those mistakes that we made, it was because of our experience in the woods and actually going out and trying. And uh, you know, you're gonna have those close calls and you're gonna have the coulda, shoulda, woulda type moments. Use those as a building block for the next time and keep those experiences in and just try try your heart out. This is your season. It, it's gonna, you're gonna make what you want out of it. it. You're gonna get out of it what you put into it. So if this brought any value to you guys, if you, if you liked, kind of maybe learned something, uh, we would just really appreciate if you could hit the, hit the like and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we'll be doing a whole bunch of elk hunting this year as we normally do. But if you're new to the channel and um, anyway, this had any value at all, we'd really appreciate you guys following along.